Good day. Welcome to another edition of The Coaching Show, the voice of professional coaching. I'm your host, Christopher McCullough, Master Certified Coach, bringing you this week, as every week, people out on the cutting edge of human development and the nascent field of coaching, our new profession here. This morning, our first guest was a speaker at a popular breakout session for the at the ICF conference. For those of you who missed it, we were in St. Louis this year, an extraordinary conference, and this was one of the most popular breakouts in, in the first breakout slot. It was about sealing the deal. Please welcome to our microphone, Susie Pomerantz. Welcome, Susie. Thanks, Christopher. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit uh, stuck in the fog today, so I truly am down the street from the studio. Ain't technology wonderful? It sure is. Isn't that great that you can be anywhere and do a radio show? It really is. Speaking of which, where do you join us from today? I'm right outside of Washington, D.C. in Germantown, Maryland, and the fog has lifted here, so it's bright and sunny. <laughs> great. My personal fog never really lifts, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's what let's Starbucks talk about how is to for. Pardon me? Let's talk about how to seal the deal. How I'd love for you to share with us some tools that you shared at the ICF conference. Well, you know, it's interesting because coaches and consultants and anyone really in a helping profession, we're there because we want to help, we want to contribute, we want to make a difference. And then we get into business and we realize, uh-oh, I've actually got to create opportunities to do what I love to do. I've got to get clients. I've got to get people to buy my services. And so sealing the deal is really an integration of three core concepts that I call the critical trinity. It's looking at in the integration, the sweet spot, if you will, of where networking, marketing, and sales intersect, and that it's critical for all of us to be taking actions in all three of those areas at once simultaneously in order to get clients in the most efficient, effective way possible. But all of that has to be done in our natural personal style so that it's authentic, so that it's not sales techniques or gimmicks or tricks or things like that. So a lot of what I find in our colleagues, Chris, is that people tend to think of getting business as marketing. They call it marketing, and that's really a misnomer. Um, really, getting clients is business development or rainmaking. But marketing is a distinction that I like to make early on so that we have some common language. Um, marketing is really about the preparation work that you do in order to be able to take yourself to market. It's the collateral materials, having business cards, having a website, having brochures if you do that, have, get, doing speaking engagements or talking on the radio. Those are, those are all marketing. It's all, um, those aren't things that directly lead to clients buying your services. So it's one of the pieces of the, of the trinity, the critical trinity, networking and sales being the other two. Great. Let's go back and talk about what is the biggest mistake you think people are making out there the biggest mistake, I think, is thinking that sales is something different and separate than what we're already doing as coaches. Business development, rainmaking, sales, it's a conversation. And as coaches, we're great at conversations. We know how to ask questions. We know how to design questions that elicit dialogue. And really, uh, the, the biggest mistake that I see um, colleagues of ours making is that we're out there thinking that sales is something else we have to do that doesn't feel natural or doesn't fit in with who we are as people who are making a difference in the world. That's, um, so, that's so great. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's just great. So one of the biggest mistakes we can make in selling is to, quote, sell, unquote. Yeah, exactly. It's a subtle mindset shift, but it makes all the difference. If we can align our activities our getting clients activities, our rainmaking activities, or our business development activities, if we can align those with who we are as coaches, why we got into coaches or consulting in the first place, 
why we do the work that we do that makes a difference in organizations or in people's lives or whatever kind of work that we're in, if we can align our business development activities with that and keep it in the realm of conversation, it happens much more naturally and it feels better too. It doesn't feel like we're forcing something. It's so great. It's such important stuff. I just want to hear more, 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 but I also want to make sure that people know how to get a hold of you and get more information. You've actually written a book on this called Seal the Deal, Essential Mindsets for Growing Your Professional Services Business. How can we learn more? The book just came out in October, so it's on Amazon, but if you go on Amazon, it says that it's two to four weeks delivery. That's not really true. The actual shipment from the publisher to Amazon is happening as we speak, so it probably won't be quite that long. But you can also go directly to the website, www.sealthedealbook.com, and on there, there's a, a link to click directly to the publisher to buy it, you know, if you want to do it that route, too. But there's a lot of information on that website as well as on my company website, which is www.innovativeleader.com which is one of those great URLs I'm sorry I didn't get, oh. innovativeleader.com yeah. or sealthedealbook.com. Great. So uh, now that we know what not to do, what are some techniques you can give us? Well, the first technique would be not to, not to rely on techniques, to really get in touch with who you are as a coach or consultant or whatever business you're in, why you're in that business in the first place. So for me, to give you an example, it comes back to I'm a coach – I coach executives and organizations. I've been working in organizations around the world for almost 14 years now. And in that time, I've been in 115 different organizations. And I love what happens in organizations when you start transforming individuals. So that's why I got into coaching, because I love making a difference at that level. I love making a difference in leadership and watching how the whole organization thrives as a result. So when I keep that in mind, when I'm in my business development conversations or when I'm in networking conversations, when I'm in sales conversations, when I'm, in, when I'm doing my marketing materials, if I come from that place of why I'm in the business in the first place, it, it informs my actions, and then, I, and, and then everything works much better. <laughs> so I would advise everyone to, to really get in touch with yourself, why you're in the business in the first place, what you love about it, what you're passionate about, and sell from there. Great. Um, I'm wondering if there's a if there's a technique or something to actually move into these mindsets that you're talking about. Because, as you say, it's sort of a subtle thing. It's a mind shift thing. It's really where we're coming from. And ultimately, I think we all experience some level of oh, I hope they will. I hope they will. I hope they will. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a great point that you bring up, Christopher. The hope, the, the I hope they will is um, that we get attached very easily to the outcomes. We, we want, you know, if you're talking to five different leads or prospects, you want all five of them to pop. You want all five of them to come through and provide income for you, revenue. So one of the, one of the ways to shift the mindset around that is to really understand the numbers game of the sales process. And this is the, one of the things that the book goes into quite a lot. But, um, and this is good news for a lot of people, but it's also a little bit shocking when you first realize that it's a little, it can be a little bit depressing, so I'll give that caveat first. But the numbers game really is that typical research shows that if you, if you, it will take 10 phone calls. If you call 10 people, you'll only get through to about six of those people, and of those six, you'll be able to schedule one sales meeting. Now, the second step of this is that it typically takes about 10 sales meetings to yield one client. So if you do the math, you very Six quickly see, 10, good one. grief, right? I've got to, yeah, it's, the bad news is, good grief, I've got to make 100 calls to get one client. 
Now, everyone's hit rates are different. You know, some people do it faster and better, and it, so it's those, those are just general research numbers. But basically, if you look at – if I'm following up on five prospects right now, then I'm very attached to whether the five of them become clients or not. But if I'm calling and reaching out to – 75 people or 100 people, then I don't really have time to get too attached to the outcome of any one of them. So it keeps you in the game of generating more and more and more activity as opposed to getting really attached to, I hope they will, I hope they will, I hope they will, like you said before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and in terms of the mindsets, you know, the, the book does go into a whole, there's a worksheet in the book about shifting your mindsets, understanding your mindsets and shifting your mindsets. It's not something we could easily do in a radio. <laughs> uh, you can't segment. can't shift my mindset in the next 30 seconds. So, so, huh? well, only you can shift your mindset. I can't do it for you. <laughs> oh, Spoken as a true master certified coach. <laughs> That's um, right. Well, let's talk about uh, uh, about the book for a moment because, uh, as you say, there's a worksheet in the book. There's mm-hmm. there's more than one mindset for us to shift as, right. we, as we work to seal the deal in any service business. It strikes me that this would be useful stuff for us to know as we work with those entrepreneurial or solopreneurial clients of ours, people who are in a professional services business. That's a great point. Now, here's here's who likes your book. It's a veritable who's who of uh, lots of lots of business people, but also lots of familiar coach names: Ken mm-hmm. Blanchard, Marshall Goldsmith, Julio Alaya, Mike J, Sylvia Leduc, and Mary Beth O'Neill, among others, have uh, are gushing about this book. Also, Angela Wagner. Um, what do you think is the is the single most important thing for us to take on when we're growing our professional services business? I've heard you talk about being connected to why we're in business in the first place. Also, right-sizing our expectations that out of five, we likely won't get five clients. And so being willing to look at the broad picture, like I'm going to talk to 100 folks, what, what do you think is the, the most important mindset for us to change? If you're good at coaching, you're good at sales. Rather than sales is something that I'm forcing myself onto others and I'm pushing something onto them that they don't want to do. Or I had on a telecourse recently, I had uh, one woman say, you know, I really feel like the work I do is God's work and how can I put a price on that? You know, well, God wants you to eat, <laughs> is what I said. You know, it's, and I, I'm a little bit blunt about it, but there's, it's the, there are minds, you're right, there are lots of mindsets to shift. We have to look at our conversations about money and asking for money. We have to look at our conversations about asking for business. Um, and I'm not someone who talks about, you know, making cold calls. I, I don't, I don't make cold calls. I'm not comfortable doing that. So it's about using, using what you've already got and what your strengths are and really understanding the process of sales so that it's not a mystery. You know, hope is not a sales strategy. So it's, it's really looking at figuring out what, what are all the mindsets that I currently have in place that I need to work on shifting in order to be in a better place to serve me and my business development. You know, if I've got hang-ups about money, I'm going to have to work through those before I can start asking for the, the fees that, that are commensurate with the value I'm providing. You know, if I have hang-ups about sales, if I think of sales as something that's off-putting where I'm trying to force myself onto others or trying to get them to buy something they don't want, or, you know, or if I think sales means talking about benefits as opposed to results, then, uh, then I, I'm going to have to work to shift those to be able to be comfortable with it. And really, I think if we can get it in the mindset of the things that we're comfortable and familiar with, conversations, asking questions, using our empathy and our deductive skills, 
and basically everything that we bring to the table that makes us successful as coaches or consultants or whatever service business we're in, that's going to serve us better in getting the clients than if we're trying to, to do sales like techniques, tricks, tips. Great. So what I hear is just sitting with people, just being with people, doing the work that we know to do is really the best way to seal the deal. Yeah, and there's, there's a distinction there. That's not just giving it away for free. I'm not talking about doing free coaching with people to get them to buy it. I'm talking about actually being in the sales conversation because you still have to ask people to buy, right? So being in that conversation from a coaching approach as opposed to giving it away for free and then hoping they'll buy. Okay. Are you uh, interested in wading into the swampy waters of pricing? Great. Let's go there. <laughs> okay, great. You've been, you're a master certified coach. You've been mm -hmm. a coach for how long? Almost 14 years. Wow. Since the dawn of coaching. Yeah. And, um, and what's, a, what's a coach like you cost in the marketplace? What's the value of a coach like you in the marketplace? And what do you think people should be charging right out of the gate? Well, I think people should be charging more than they think they should be charging because you have to factor in your experience your coach training, your non-coach training, so whatever your education background is, um, your any advanced degrees that you have, any organizational experience that you have. I know people who say, well, you know, I'm just starting as a coach. I've only got six months' experience. Yeah, but you've got 25 years' experience as an executive, and that's valuable in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So factoring all of that in is important in determining one's pricing. And really, how you determine your price is what the market will bear. If you're brilliant at networking and you've got more clients than you're then you can handle, you can raise your price until there until there's an equilibrium of your time spent with clients and the amount of money coming in, and that serves you. So to answer your direct question of what I run for in the marketplace, I'm generally anywhere between 350 and uh, 450 an hour, depending on the organization. But I'm, again, in organizations. There are a lot of folks who are coaching individuals, and I don't think that you can do the same kind of rates when you're one-on-one -on -one with individuals. Mm -hmm. um, some people can. depends on the individuals that they're coaching. Um, yeah, we should point out that there is no decimal in that in that figure, 350 and then the decimal, not... Right, <laughs> right, not $3.50. Right. right. Okay, great. And um, anything else you want to say about pricing or our mindset about uh, the money part of sealing the deal? That That you're not in this as a volunteer. You know, coaching is not charity. And that we tend to under... If we undervalue and underprice our services, then the market is going to do the same. And we're starting to see some of that in trends in the marketplace right now. Anyway, we're starting to see some commoditization of coaching. We're starting to see some price ceilings in organizations and a lot of reporting hoops. I'm sure you've seen that. So it, part of where that comes from is that there are now so many coaches in the marketplace who are uncertain of their value that that message is getting communicated into the marketplace and our clients who are becoming more and more savvy consumers of, of our services are starting to push back on those of us who are who are more assertive and confident in expressing the value. So Really great. It it goes so quickly. We've got about 20 seconds left. Do you have a parting shot, something you'd like to say to a few thousand coaches? That I'm just really grateful to have had this opportunity to talk to you and I would love feedback about the book if it works for you, if the mindsets are working. I mean, I've had a lot of feedback from 
from people that I know that it works for them, but I'd love to hear from people that I don't know if it works for you, too. Very great. The contact information, again, go immediately to www.sealthedealbook.com and order your book, copy of the book, which will not take weeks, as Amazon says, or go to innovativeleader.com and find out more about the work of Susie Ponce Pomerant, executive coach and author, MT and MCC. Susie, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Christopher. Have a great day. We'll talk to you again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't you go away. We've got more of the coaching show.